welcome to Technotopia, a podcast about a better future. I'm John Biggs. Today we're talking to Melina Papadopoulos, a marketer and communicator who is going to tell us what the jobs of the future are going to look like. This is Technotopia. Today on Technotopia, we're talking with Melina Papadopoulos. She's a marketing communications director at the Renaissance Planning Group. She also has two startups in the influencer marketing world. And on Technotopia, which is about a better future, we've never really talked about marketing. And I I believe it might be a personal bias uh, where I I think that marketing is is doesn't lead us to a better future. But I think you're going to convince us otherwise, right, Melina? That's right. Uh, that's definitely what I'm here to do today. All right. So let's. why don't you tell us about what you do specifically and then how this is going to change over the next 5, 10, 20 years? Sure. So I'm part of a startup called Capiche, and we're basically a community and a platform that's connecting brands and influencers, and that's really taking advantage of the network economy that we're living in now and that's going to continue to shape our future. And we're really, um, we really believe that there's an opportunity to, uh, to connect influencers, but more importantly, creators who are actually um, a huge part of the influencer community and brands. And um, brands are looking for that authenticity connection that creators provide, and they're constantly looking for fresh content. And right now, there's a real arbitrage opportunity because these content creators, um, especially the ones with huge networks and a vast amount of followers, are basically providing great free content. And there's brands out there that are willing to pay for this free content. Okay, so this is actually something, and remember this is supposed to be utopianist, not dystopianist. So the so as a journalist, I fear I fear brands taking over content. Should I, should I be afraid? I don't think so. I think... Um, I'm I'm really of the belief that that the creators and the influencers are sort of running running this thing right now, um, and are and brands are sort of at the mercy of them. Brands have to rely on them; they trust them, and so do the their, the followers of these influencers. Um, so I really don't think it's in the benefit of brands to upset that that balance. Hmm. Okay. So let's uh, let's go into what it means to be an influencer in the future. Is is that distinction going to be uh, separate? Because it seems like we're all moving towards uh, the creation of personal content. Like the uh, everybody's an Instagram, or everybody's a everybody's a tweeter, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So everybody's putting themselves out there. How do you how do you figure out who's an influencer, who's not influencer, etc.? Yeah, well, that's a that's a really interesting question. I think. Um, you're right. I mean, social media platforms exist for everyone to contribute to them, but there is a distinction there between content creators that really influence um, influence influence those networks, uh, and you can clearly see that by the number of followers they have, by the level of engagement that those followers have with with these influencers, and by the quality of their content. And we're seeing more and more um, that data is a really rich and good way to be able to showcase these Instagrammers or bring them to the forefront. 
Okay. So what does the what does the world look like in terms of in terms of marketing in twenty years? Well, I think um, what's going to happen is uh, I think we're going to see both the advertising model change a bit. Um, I think we're seeing that the advertising, uh, the way that advertising currently works, is it still works, but it's becoming a bit more less effective. Um, I think because of the rise of social media networks, people really are looking to other consumers for their purchasing decisions. And that's also part of uh, why this influencer marketing model is is really going to grow. So I think you're going to see advertising will still stick around. That's not going anywhere. Um, but you really are going to see brands relying more and more on, on these you know content creators. And uh, what's going to happen as a result, it's going to continue to form a whole new digital economy for these creators. And I really believe that these creatives and influencers are, are going to see sort of a renaissance period for themselves and it's going to be their time to shine. Okay. So what, I guess the, I guess the ultimate question is, is what does it actually feel like, I guess, for us? So I mean, I'm thinking of, I'm thinking of multiple ways of advertising. So if you remember, mm -hmm. uh, uh, what was it? Total Recall, where where what's his name? Arnold Schwarzenegger walks by a wall, and the wall recognizes him and follows him around and everything. Uh, is that is that too silly slash futuristic? Is it going to be a little bit more insidious? Is it going to be hidden? Yeah, I really, I I mean, it's easy to to fall into that mindset. And think, you know, I think this is a quintessential question that gets asked about the internet more generally, right? Um, the the conversation about should the internet be an open network or a closed system, um, you know, because of concerns with data and privacy and all these things. But I don't know. I think there's enough there's enough good out there, and um, yeah, I I don't prescribe to that way of looking at things. Okay, so how can how can a how can someone who's trying to sell something in the next decade? What is the best thing that they can learn? What's the best thing that they can uh, that they can. What what are some of the uh, the best practices they can start following? Yeah, so I think I think the most important thing, and it sounds a little cliche, maybe, but um, is to follow your passion and curiosity because that's really what's being rewarded right now um, in in this world. I think you're seeing that um, these influencers that are really passionate about what they do and really curious and just really dedicated. Um, they're naturally creating really great stuff. Um, and I think people want to connect and get inspired by those, by, by those sorts of people. And it becomes sort of a, a domino effect. Okay. So what is the, so are, are we all becoming a nation of creators or will I becoming just, uh, are we just going to go nuts, especially when we're out of work because of the, all the self-driving cars have taken over. Is there... <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I do think that we're we're living in a really exciting time where, um, you know, even with the models of like open coursework and stuff like that, you know, going the route of a traditional education is still important, but um, your hobby and your passion doesn't have to remain just that, a side thing. I think, I think we're seeing examples all over the world um, where you can you can follow your passions and and make a living out of it. There was an example recently of a, a 17 year old Chinese girl um, who's making these really great iPhone cases, 
And she's made a global business out of it. And, you know, selling them on all sorts of e-commerce platforms all over the world. Um, so examples like that, I think the beauty of it is that social media and, you know, all these networks makes content like that viral. And as other people start seeing examples like that, it becomes, it becomes a part of our normal psyche to see that. Okay. So is that, is that the way we're going to be working in the next, uh, in the next decade? Are we, are, are we going to have a day gig and, and side gigs or are we all just going to have a bunch of side gigs? What's the, what's it going to look like? I think I think it depends. I, I don't think big companies are going anywhere, um, and I think basically we're just giving people options. Um, I know for me personally, uh, you know, I do have a day gig, but I'm really passionate about my side gig, and um, you know, I'm just open to the possibility that that side gig can can lead to something else. And I'm seeing that I think around me with my peer group, with people I know, people in my network. Um, some people are very content with working the nine to five job and coming home and, you know, hanging out with their family and friends or, you know, just having a more normal, quote unquote, normal life that way. But there's other people that that's not enough for them. And, um, you know, what drives them are these side gigs, are these passion projects. Um, so, yeah, I think it's just the opportunities are, are kind of endless. And it's really exciting that we're living in a time where you can kind of make your own reality in that way. What what did we need to do to convince, uh, I guess, kids in school now to start actively thinking in on those terms? In in terms of they don't need a nine to five, they don't <laughs> they don't need a nine to five. They don't need a um, a full time gig. They can actually put pick up these smaller things. What's what do we need to do to encourage that sort of creativity? I guess. Yeah, that's a really really good question. Um, I definitely think the way that we're teaching probably needs to change a little bit, but I think because the internet is out there mm -hmm. and kids are interacting with it, I think they're naturally going to find um, these things. Uh, you know, how does, I just read another thing the other day, how does a nine-year-old girl, you know, just, she's, she's making these um, really great uh, lemonades and she just got a huge multi-million dollar contract with Whole Foods. Okay. Um, you know, did someone teach her to do that? And it, it's great. The quote that I read about this girl, she's like, well, oh, they basically asked her, how did you compete against these big brands? Like, what's going on here? And she's like, well, I wonder if they make their products with love because that's what I do. And that's what I, you know, it was just a really, oh. um, just a really, you know, innocent way of looking at things. And I think if we can just encourage kids to just do those sorts of things without putting any constraints, um, that's really, that's really all we have to do. Okay. So what is your day going to look like as a marketer, as somebody who does this, what is your day going to look like in, uh, in 20 years? In 20 years. Wow. It's, I think it's easier to think about it in terms of five or 10 years, right, let's but, do, let's um, do 10. <laughs> Okay, 10 years. Yeah, I think, I think my life, you know, I'm still, I'm going to be highly connected still, like, like I am right now, virtually to all of my devices. And um, I think I'm going to be able to work from anywhere. I think the in-person collaborations are still going to be important. And there's certain things that are going to have to happen in person. But um, I really think almost everything is going to is going to happen virtually. I think that's what these social media networks and other sort of applications like Slack and Skype and WhatsApp are are really 
making that a reality. Um, and so, yeah, I, I think I'll also be able to make my own schedule, um, which sounds fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, if there's a day that I don't want to wake up at six o'clock in the morning, that's okay. I can, you know, create my schedule around that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's also going to be an exciting time to globally connect with really anybody, um, as opposed to just being constrained by where I live and uh, who I work for and where I work. Okay, so we're going to be we're going to be more connected, I guess. That's uh, that's that's what everybody's been saying. One of the interesting things that uh, one of our guests said is that everything's going to be croissants and and, cafe, and coffee uh, around the world. So it's not you're not going to be in a situation where where the one part of the world is going to be far different than the other part of the world, which is mm-hmm. I guess sounds it's less of a dystopia than actually it sounds like more of a utopia if you're if you're into croissants, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. And I think we're already seeing that with, with a lot of the, the maker movement, um, where, you know, people are really passionate. There's a person really passionate about making the most authentic French croissant because they, they crave it. And, you know, they live in, you know, somewhere in Ohio and they're, they're doing that. (laughs) They're opening up a bakery, making really authentic French croissants, um, that, you know, probably rival the ones that you can get in Paris. All right. Sounds good. So where can people uh, find more about what you're working on? Sure. If um, someone wants to find more about Capiche, they can go to capiche.co, which is C-A-P-I-S-H dot co. All right. Sounds good. This has been Technotopia. I'm John Biggs. And this week we were talking about marketing communications with Melina Papadopoulos. This has been Technotopia. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.